Hey, senders, welcome back to another episode of the Segment Podcast. This is episode 35 with my special guest, the legend of Don Zabo. That's right, double O Zabo. 10 years, a decade in snowboarding, a decade in skateboarding, over a decade in moto, and now into mountain biking. Just a a legend and a great mindset behind the wheel of that bike. But before we get into the episode, which I'm sure you're going to love, I love talking with that man. I do want to say thank you to the supporters of the segment show. A special thank you to YT Industries. YT Industries live uncaged. Uh, They recently were able to give me for support a YT Core 4 Jeff C, which I am absolutely in love with. That bike is so much fun. So thank you so much to YT for supporting the segment show. Also, a special thank you to Tasco, the awesome shirt company. Tasco, the makers of my favorite shorts, the Scout Shorts. If you get a chance, definitely check out the Scout Shorts for your mountain biking. It's definitely one of those active lifestyle shorts for mountain biking, but I actually use them for my lifestyle while I'm here around the house, as well as I've even worn some of the black ones out to dinner with the wife on a date night. Uh, Kind of the, the shorts that do it all, but as far as having those shorts on, mountain biking the pockets are in the right spot and it's just a very comfortable pair of shorts uh, while you're out riding check them out the scout shorts if you do see something you like click on the description for the show here and you will get 15 percent off your purchase with tasco thank you also to spy optic spy optic uh part of the bole brands the bole brands include spy optic serengeti and um bole spy is doing some great things when it comes to uh people with uh you know color blindness they're doing things for uh, all kinds of just different cool technologies to help us out optically um, so I'm happy to be a part of, of their support with Spy. If you see me out on the trails and I'm wearing goggles, I will be in Spy's foundation goggles. I love those goggles because they have the widest periphery on the market and they do have the happy lens technology in them. Check out the happy lens technology. It'll blow your mind what those lenses can do. And lastly, thank you to 7IDP for keeping me safe while I'm out on the trails. 7IDP covers me from head to toe, from my helmet to my elbow pads and knee pads. 7 Intelligent Design Protection is mountain bike protection that's just built for the male and female athlete. Check them out at 7protection.com. And if you do need to buy any protective gear and you see something you like there, use promo code SEGMENT for 15% off your purchase. Again, that's promo code SEGMENT for 15% off of your purchase. Thank you so much, everybody. And without further ado, the legend of Don Zaba. Hey, senders, welcome back to another episode of the Segment Podcast. Happy hump day, everybody. Hey, tonight's guest is a very special guest of mine and also a good friend of mine, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the legend is here. One of the legends is here, Mr. Don Zabo. Welcome aboard, Don. It's good, yeah. brother. Thank you for being on the segment podcast, man. I'm so stoked you're here. Yeah, uh, let's, you know, people want to, people see you out there and they're like, oh my God, that's, who is that person? And, and then they find out it's Zabo and then they go, my Who's God, Don. Guy still doing stuff? No, that guy's that guy mid fifties. You can't do that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's throwing the bike around. He's like forty feet in the air. He's uh, hitting everything blind. Everyone's just amazed. We're like, whoa! You and Caballero just um, 
amazing, amazing, you know, motivational, inspirational type writers. We all elevate when you guys are around. Um, well, we've been doing some stuff for a while. We've got 45 years of action sports under my belt. So, yeah. That's the bonus. I, man, let, let's 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 dig in a little bit about that, Zabo. Um, when when did all this action sports stuff start for you? Well, I mean, I got my first skateboard when I was nine years old. I was sponsored by the time I was twelve, and, and skater cross was my home park, and Holy skated God. every day. I mean, I was just such a passion of mine, and that's where it started. I don't know how deep or far you want me to go, because obviously that turned into snowboarding for a job, and then motocross and now mountain biking surfing sprinkled in all across but man five action sports right there surf skate snow moto and mountain bike all you need bam dang so nine years old and then snowboarding so nine years old you're you're skateboarding where, where did you grow up uh that was out in the san fernando valley so we had a skate park called skater cross that i would skate a mile and a half to every day skateboard all day and then skate a mile and a half home and you know that was obviously summer months and after school anyway that was the deal back then out in the san fernando valley wow so you're out in the valley you're skateboarding at nine years old you're hitting the the skater cross park and is that was that like is that like a slalom course or what kind of course what kind of skate well, park yeah, it's, it's was a, it? yeah it was a park not a pool per se i mean they did later have pools but yeah it was a snake run so you can make all kinds of crazy cool lines and, you know, make up different things. But anyway, it was a blast. And then other skate parks. And that's where I mean, I've crossed paths with Caballero way back and, you know, skating Lance Mountains ramp and with the soy and Marina Del Rey skate park was his park over the hill. And, you know, Tony Hawk was down at Del Mar skate park. So anyway, cross paths with all these guys and early days through ramp days and backyard pools and, you anyway. That's a whole different life and other great chapters of it. Yeah. And you've got some good footage on your on your YouTube channel that you just launched. And there's a bunch of stuff that's going to be going up on that YouTube channel that has like some current stuff with your current passions. But you're also loading up some amazing um, action sports from the past. I think one of them was a, a vert contest I saw you at. And, uh, you know, was that was that uh, was it bad boy? I saw that I saw the logo out there. What what contest was that? Yeah, that was uh, Life's a Beach. It was, yeah, Life's a Beach slash Bad Boy Club. That was that company. And yeah, a friend of mine, I mean, that is my last post was kind of a, my history of action sports to now. So my current sponsor at the time said, hey, you should go check out this contest. I wasn't a contest guy. I mean, I, like I said, I skated with all these guys here and there, but, you know, local friends mostly, different spots. But uh, anyway, said to go check out this contest, and I went and did it, and out of the blue, I did really well. I wasn't a contest guy and all of a sudden I beat some real heavy guys and you know, won the whole class and then went and did pro class and still podiumed in that. And like I say, then Life's a Beach and Bad Boy Club and JT and all kind of picked me up and I was going to be a pro skater because my dad at the time was saying, you know, you got to do something to have a real job and all now it's going to be a pro skater. <laughs> yeah. And so I did that. And then they learned I can snowboard. So it ended up turning into, Hey, we'll pay you to, you know, do this new sport called snowboarding. And, you know, you do that for us instead. So was this all under, was this all under life's a beach company or was it a, did many different companies pick you up in the skateboard world? And then did one particular one 
kind of push you over into the snowboard world because you're a kid in the in the valley growing up skateboarding how did this whole snowboarding thing happen right well i already snowboarded but then like i say and it was well like jamie mossberg was my uh team manager for life's the beach and then this guy sonny miller who passed away and sucked so many people and just flip out but anyway yeah um yeah anyway they kind of collabed and knew that i snowboarded and were taking photos of me doing that and they're all wow we can get you know promotion and whatnot and they had skaters already you know as you know going pro and whatnot so it was just i don't know we kind of collabed and said hey let's just kind of focus on the snowboard thing so i was cool with that making wow. a decent living and being able to eventually travel in the world and had 10 snowboard models and well worldwide probably 100 magazine shots and a blast for a dozen years so it's good good times wow so 12 years in the in the in the snowboard world and did you also balance the skateboard world in into that or was that just a transition like you started in the skateboard world turned pro and then kind of picked up momentum in the snowboard world um yeah i mean i still would kind of skate whatever here and there but i've kind of gone through gears i mean like cab he still you know he goes back and forth through all his gears but i just went you know skate then snowboard and then moto and then mountain bike they say surfing kind of sprinkled in all of them kind of sprinkled across but focus was those at different times and now my focus is mountain biking yeah what i love doing yeah you're so you're so good you're so good at it man i can only imagine just everything you do must be so so good anything action sports related it's just incredible to watch you on the mountain bike for sure yeah. well it's kind of easy in a way because i you know in the back of my head i still call it laugh at it but you know i've jumped 180 feet on my dirt bike you know 100 foot all the time and so looking at these little 20 30 40 footers and just kind of in my head comparatively it's not too much you know i mean it does bite you sometimes though but uh overall you know like i say i've, I've got the eye from back when i've done you know two-story jumps and like i say 50-foot cliffs on snowboards and Jeez. just the eyeball of back then and now looking at what's in front of me i mean there are crazy guys that do insane stuff on bikes but once again our little playground stuff that we've got doesn't really phase me too much although like i say it has bitten me here and there <laughs> yeah but man what a crazy uh cool like mindset to have to come from snowboarding i mean i'm looking behind you there's some pictures back there there's one where you're like i don't know what is that 20 30 feet in the air off your right hand shoulder you're just oh, wait, wait. yeah what what is yeah. that uh, so it's a mine shaft so that was in purgatory colorado and uh whatever mine shaft jump off of it and yeah it's probably about 30 feet and you probably go about 60 feet in distance jeez and, uh, jeez like i said in that one i don't know this probably can't see that one too well but it's off of probably a good 50 foot cliff that you end up probably getting 60 or more feet of air that's in wow. creatures of habit six and we did a video series creatures of habit one through six and it was creatures of habit three and four that we did the double ozavo thing that kind of stuck so yeah tell us tell us a little bit about that so i mean probably back then you're you're probably a big pioneer in the snowboard world like creatures of habit you know i remember those those videos 
Um, but there weren't a ton of guys sending like 50 feet off cliffs and mine shafts and things like that. Did, were you just kind of pioneered through that and just really sparked everybody else? I wouldn't say that at all. In fact, like I say, I grew up in Southern Cal, even though I snowboarded all over the place. I was always based in California where those guys in Tahoe and Washington and Utah that, you know, they've got big rocks to send like this stuff in their backyard. So, you know, Damian Sanders and Steve Graham and Sean Farmer and Parada and, you know, whole whatever handful, like I say, back then there was not tons of different pros, but anyway, there was guys on Terry Kidwell, OG and Palmer and a bunch of guys that were badasses. So it wasn't me. We all, let's call it pushing each other and just having fun, loving it. Yeah. And where did the whole double O Zabo come from? Did it come from one of those movies that you did? Uh, well, that ended up being these little skit movies we did at the end of, <clears throat> excuse me, Creatures three and four. Okay. So Dementor Chowder Pilots and Plastic Soldiers with the names of those that in that series. But anyway, it was uh started when me and Freeman were just on our way back from Canada. We were just talking in the plane and uh then him and Brett Johnson, who was Q, the uh professor guy, you know, that you know, he's such a good actor. Like I say, I'm I'm worthless. <laughs> like I say, even when I try to do my well, yeah, I do my YouTube thing with you, but I mean I'm definitely not going to win any acting, whatever, but I have fun. It's all good. It's a yeah. good place to keep things. But anyway, we started talking about it. They collaborated a lot and came up with the whole little script thing. And I just uh, pieced into it and had fun with it and came out with this, like I say, the double Ozabo thing. And that stuck. In fact, I was almost a little bit mad when I was at you know high performance snowboarding going, well, hey, look, I'm you know jumping off 50 foot cliffs and all you guys can talk about his double O and that's all that's really left. And like I say, what I used to do is nothing compared to the skills of what these kids do now. But anyway, it's just all uh, different channels and chapters of life. And so. Yeah, stuff. no, but you guys are definitely pushing the boundaries then and uh, creating what it is today. And uh, still see you pushing the boundaries today when we're out on the bikes, you know, it's uh, it's incredible. So, you're living in you're living in Southern California. You're a pro snowboarder traveling the world. Were there seasons for you? Because you were, you mentioned earlier you weren't really a contest guy in the skateboard uh, world, but in the snowboard world, was that different? Did you do a lot of contests, or was it mainly go out and film some crazy stuff and and that's how you you were able to do you know make a living that way? Or how did that work? Yeah. Well, um, in the beginning, I mean. And we kind of set the way for it to go. In the beginning, you kind of had to do contests because that was just how the circus circuit went, you know. So you had to, as a snowboarder, as a pro, you know, go out and do the contest. So, yeah, I had to do probably out of that, let's call it that 12 years, you know, six years doing the World Cup and having to go to Japan and Europe and different, uh, you know, the pro tour across the States and Canada. And then... Like I say, we kind of set the road to be able to, you know, hey, telling our sponsors, you know, hey, you guys can get promotion by us going out and doing what we love to do and free riding and, you know, in helicopters and powder and getting movie sections and, you know, magazine shots. That's not just the, you know, little half pipe contest circus for whatever contest version. But anyway, so. Yeah six other years I was able to go just do whatever we wanted and just 
Dang. That's that's very cool. We got some folks on the line that want to say hi. Uh, Timothy Haley says, what's up, everybody? He's out here in the audience. Uh, John W. is here. What's up, John W.? He says, that's awesome. Laughs at 40-footers. No kidding. Right, John? <laughs> it's, cr it's crazy. Let me tell you, ride with this guy. Scout Salad's on the line. What's up, Mark? Up in uh, Central Coast. He says, LOL. Dang, that's some flight time. And then Will C. is in the house. He's just wondering where we're located. So uh, I'm Southern California. Uh, Zabo is just on the other side of the uh, Ortega Pass of Amis in Orange County. Yep. Um, Near Laguna. So, Got some good trails right close to here. Yeah. So, so okay. So moving through to the action sports, and I promise we're going to get to the mountain biking, but Don Zabo's background is so diverse and interesting. So he goes pro, pro skateboarder to pro snowboarder. He's based out of California and he's able to travel around. He's, you know, doing contests and shooting clips for movies. After about 12 years of that, moto came up next. And how did, how did you transition into moto? How did that, and before that, if you wouldn't mind, tell us about the whole helicopter crash. Cause I know that people probably want to know about, you know, you barely dodged that or you were waiting for somebody and they, <laughs> They were out filming and they crashed and you thought uh, that oh, they well, left them or, some, or they left you. Right, right. Well, no, it wasn't me, actually. There's there's two different ones up in Alaska. But uh, the one when we were filming for Double Ozaba, though, Dana, who ended up um, partnering up with Freeman and they made the Creatures of Habit. I'm sorry. We did Creatures of Habit and then they did Krusty Demons of Dirt. But anyway, it was Dana when he was back as a pro snowboarder and he was the like one of the bad guys shooting guns at me. And in the same helicopter that I was 2,000 feet up in in the day before, and it's just a, a piston engine helicopter, not not an auto rotate. So you know, regular like eight cylinder piston engine. And they were shooting like some little side shots for Double O, where Dana was having to shoot down live bullets at Freeman, who's shooting. You know, the shot of him, you know, looks like he's shooting down at me, but he's shooting mm -hmm. live bullets down at freeman but just off to the side but the helicopter motor just seized oh, and luckily geez. they were only 50 feet off the ground so they they fell 50 feet and me and matt goodman were just sitting on the side of the road in valdez alaska this whole time didn't see them go down we just thought they were getting all artsy like you know going further over other mountains just doing their artsy film stuff yeah so we said you know what they'll make their way back to valdez town so we we just drove back and then they come like three hours later telling us the story that they actually crashed the helicopter, had to <laughs> hike through the snow to the road, hitchhike to get back to the town. But anyway, dude, that's crazy. That story out of way too many. <laughs> that's crazy, man. That's crazy. We'll see. Will says awesome. Extreme sports life. Totally. Totally. Yeah, yes, so it has been. Yeah. So, so you're, you're a dozen years in snowboard and then, where did the moto part come in? Because that's kind of where your lens for mountain bike comes from. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Well, besides like snowboarding too, riding stuff in Alaska and Washington and Utah and heli boarding and whatnot and just picking lines. But Man. Um, moto became around because like I said, Dana, that, that was a pro snowboarder. He came to Freeman telling him, Hey, let's make, freestyle motocross movies like the snowboard movies that you make. So they partnered up for Krusty Demons of Dirt. And once that blew up, I mean, Creatures of Habit series was done. You know, just no more snow because that just 
exploded. So yeah, I mean, back then, then when that crossover happened, I loved riding motocross. In fact, it ended my snowboard career, but that's a different story. Oh, wow. But uh, because I loved it, but it, it's very consequential. Like I say, you jump in 100 footers all the time. And yeah. If it can be done, I think I can do it, but it doesn't always work out that way. Anyway, um, so yeah, I was crossing paths with motocrossers, you know, and like whatever, dra name dropping would be McGrath and Emig and, you know, some of these guys that were filming for Cruise. Uh, I keep getting creatures and Krusty mixed up, but anyway, yeah. for Krusty Demons of Dirt, um, they were filming for that. And uh, I ended up living with Seth Enslow, who was one of the original freestyle motocrossers. So my, whatever, my feet were in the motocross world and, you know, crossing with Metzger and Deegan and, you know, like I say, these are name dropping guys, but I had my friends just like skateboarding too, you know, yeah. a few names, but you cross paths with all the badasses. And if they can do it, you think you can do it. And it can be done. It can right. be done, but if it goes wrong, yeah. it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you kind of got into it that way, started uh, riding and then uh, now that's, that's something that you have to do competitively in order to make ends meet, right? You, or, or was it more of the movie thing again, that you were able to do movies and kind of promote the companies that were supporting you or? Uh, no, no. Moto was always, I mean, all of it is just fun to me. I mean, it, once again, yes, became a job for 12 years on the snow thing, but uh, it's just the love of the sport. So Moto was never my job. In fact, at that point when that switched up and like I say, I, I came home, well, I was at home actually after one shoulder surgery from snowboarding. So I was already out for that season. And then I got it fixed in the summer and Seth came home saying, Hey, we're going to go out and ride G spot, which is a, a rad motocross place. I was two months out of surgery and you're supposed to wait four months before you ride. And I found out why, because all I was doing was, you know, I'm jumping doubles and triples with the boys. And, Oh, geez. Oh, it was over jump a triple and it just ripped apart all the work that they did because they take oh. all your ligaments and tendons and attach it. But And that's what has to do. It has to grow. So even oh. I was able to smoothly lift weights and I was bored as hell and said, let's go ride. That's what blew that apart. And then, wow. Uh, they fixed it again. And then next season, uh, it just fell out super easy because, well, because it went, it went, it blew out it blew out backwards so that i had loose stuff going on in the back so then they fixed the back and the front but oh man two two years for no contest results mag shots video you know my sponsors said they couldn't keep paying me and you know just kind of a cocky late 20s guy just saying you know what i've made you a lot of money and yeah whatever Fuck you. <laughs> right right now and now that, yeah I understood though because no then like i said when i was doing the motocross thing that's when i had a print business also so gotcha. I, I did that and then it was just my passion to get out and get my adrenaline fix through moto which is one of the best adrenaline fixes there are but one of the biggest consequences there can be too yeah yeah i can imagine man you were like going for the life of going big <laughs> going big and then now now in moto you did moto for a decade or so didn't you uh, yeah, more than that, even just, but once again, it was my release. So, I mean, I was yeah. doing the whole, you know, whatever family thing and, you know, wife and business and family and, but that was my 
action sports release and it's yeah like i say it's a great one so. yeah definitely so so man so pro snowboarder you know nine years old you started 11 years old you, you got sponsored and then just went into snowboard went into moto and then where where did the crossover from from moto to mountain biking begin how did you get here well that's kind of a funny one that uh well, like I said, I had multiple surgeries from moto. I mean, I kept doing it, you know, both ACLs, like I say, ended up being four shoulder surgeries and then it was fine. Like I say, my, my joke was I rode snowboards for a living for 12 years and got paid to do it. And then for close to 20 years, I rode moto and broke myself for free. So that's my <laughs> little one sentence riddle that kind of covers a lot. Right, right. But, uh, anyway, like I say, multiple surgeries and like I say, both ACLs, uh, tib fib. I even can see my thing. I can possibly even turn around to you. But anyway, um, tib fib in 03 and then my tib fib in 2015, which was a false neutral problem, which was just a bummer. But to the end of, or I can go back on things, but. I'm sitting on my Harley up at top of the world because I can't do any of the sports that I like to do because I am I just had my rod taken out of my lower tibia again. So you got to wait, wait one year with it in and then they move the kneecap out of the way and pull the rod or knock the rod out. I don't know if you can look it up. It's crazy how they do it. I actually kind of halfway woke up when it happened. Whoa. Obviously needle put you back, back. Sleep, but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you don't want to see this one <laughs> yeah but i can hear them going tink 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 Jeez. but anyway so i'm uh i'm up there just looking out at catalina island and this guy rides by on a mountain bike and i always thought you know those things whatever i can get in the story so this guy rides by steve carrillo and he looks at me and he goes don zavo and i'm like yeah this guy, Steve Carrillo from junior high. I haven't not seen him for over 30 years. Whoa. And we got to talking and, and yeah, this is the part where I can think it's funny because I'm all mountain biking. That's ridiculous. Why would anyone buy a bicycle that costs as much as my dirt bike? I can jump a hundred feet all day long. What do you got? You got to work your butt off to go up the hills. I, I jump, you know, 30 feet up hills, just pinging rocks and this and that. And, it just that sounds stupid. I'm not into it. And he's off, dude. You need to rehab your leg. You need to get back in shape. I got an extra bike for you. Just come try it, man. Nice. So Good for him. With him. And caught the bug, man. Did you really? First time out, you caught the bug first yeah, time? No, I definitely didn't catch the bug. In fact, riding from uh I remember the the hills that I had to even hike my bike out, you know. It was a little bit of a strain at first but no it definitely grew on me pretty quickly because once again the uphill thing wasn't ever my favorite but it got me to do my downhill fix which is what i still live for yeah yeah throwing the bike sideways every which way <laughs> turning lines that aren't lines into lines on the trail yeah, yeah. blowing and going yeah flowing and going for sure a couple more folks are jumping on here el duran says double o Trail dogs, are, trail dogs, uh, the boys are on. They said, "What's up, dudes?" Yeah. And they said, "Dogs, a little bit of wild." Yeah, I saw some footage of you. Yeah, I saw some footage of you guys just recently up at uh, Snow Valley. I think. Yeah. Uh, 
Trail Dogster says, I learned too quick that riding moto hurt too much to crash. Oh, and then look at look who just jumped into the audience here, Mr. Adam Mock saying yes. Zabo the legend, all caps, shouting it out. So so you're you're getting into mountain biking. How long ago um were you getting into the mountain bike scenes? How how long ago well, was that? That was six years ago, so right around that 2015. That's when my, my wife passed from cancer also. But yeah, that was the direct and, and a release and you know, the place to go and clear my thoughts and get into a beautiful place because that wasn't a beautiful thing to go through. Yeah, I'm sorry, Don, that that happened to you. That's, uh, you know, lots of love and shout outs to Heather. Um, so if you, if you felt comfortable talking about that, I know we talked about the action sports world, but, um, maybe, you know, I, was that world difficult to balance with having a family and, um, starting up a relationship at that point in time? Um, no, it kind of went good. Like I said, I had my, my print business. I mean, we had a you know pretty good sized business, made stickers and banners and all kinds of signage and. I was just, you know, business guy. It was more of a weekend warrior thing on the, the moto thing. And, you know, because I own my own business, it was flexible. So if boys were going out to Beaumont or Dumont or wherever we were riding. I was able to mix it up and, and have that in the mix and did a lot of camping and riding. I guess from Three Brothers Racing have been friends for 20 years. And no, it, it it's a family sport, you know, per se. So yeah i was able to mix it all around and do it so but yeah going through the the down 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 of her cancer to uh taking care of her at the end though that's a tough one so yeah man i i bet i bet don so six years ago she passed with cancer did she was she diagnosed early on and was she able to to fight it for a little while or uh, without getting too deep into this, getting into some other stuff, but, uh, yeah. yeah, she was, uh, yeah, she was diagnosed, but it's just a downhill battle. And once it metastasizes, then it's just like putting out fires all over until the flames just take you out. Yeah, totally. So, you know, so six years ago, kind of is the same time that she passed that you crossed over into this mountain biking and discovered this new passion that you have. Yep. And this new passion has brought you a, a ton of friends, a lot of great adventure. Um, yep. It's been able to take your moto and snowboard passions that you had and skill back up to the present day. And we all scratch our heads when we watch you ride and just go, damn, he is totally just, you know, different, just amazing so um so do you, though, you know tricks are for kids so i'm just kind of a flower and throw it around here and this and that but i mean like i said compared to real guys so much hats off to every action sports you know generation now it's just insane but we have fun so it's yeah oh man i saw you do that nose bonk at veil on the jump line that one time <laughs> we were out there <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right new school you got, you got some new school <laughs> so Don, t tell us a little bit about, okay, you got, you got a mountain bike. Um, you got your buddy had an extra one. What was your first mountain bike that you got? Well, so I bought that one from him. It was a $500 giant rain 2010 with a 120 for suspension, but 
worked for me. I didn't really know much better and riding with these other mountain guys and they wouldn't, they wouldn't jump stuff. I, you know, that's back when Oakley was there and there's, you know, there's some decent little jumps at Oakley and clicking that stuff. And these guys that have been riding for a long time. Wouldn't even hit it. So kind of scratch my head though. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> stuff small and easy, but anyway, yeah. but yeah, that was my first one. And then I actually went up to uh, Oregon and rode, Scott Chris Jameson that, that worked for GoPro at the time. This is after Heather passed away and a bunch of people reached out saying, Hey, come visit me in Colorado, come up to Canada. But Chris Jamo used to live up in Oregon. He still does. He just doesn't work for GoPro anymore, but he said, Hey, I got a GoPro for you. I got a, a fleet of bikes, you know, just come up and ride and chill. And then that's when I got to ride a, it was my intense tracer and nice. he had a hookup with intense. So that's, I got one of those when I go, I actually like this sport and this thing's a lot better than the thing I was riding. So got yeah. one of those and, but now, you know, I'm a YT guy. Yeah. I'm sure it in there. There we go. It's yeah. <laughs> look it's look at that. <laughs> no, everything's reverse, reverse on the camera. Yeah. We got MT, MTB DH here says, uh, Zabo ripped it up in sky park and did some sick whips. Dude is a skilled rider. That is true. That is thank you, sir. That is Drew. He's out by you out there in the Orange County area. Trail Dogs MTB says, "Always a blast riding with Zabo, or at least watching him disappear into the horizon." <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, dude. Those guys ride good, man. Yeah, no, the Trail Actually, Dogs I'm are not good. All about racing, either. You know, I'm not trying to go fast. I'm just trying to have fun. That's that's the main point. Yeah. Yeah, no, but your fun, your fun is fast and, and, uh, and throwing the bike around and, and everything. It's just, it's very cool. It's very cool. I, I, uh, actually just released a, a video of all of us at Sky Park this last, uh, this week. And there's a, a good follow cam of you and you kind of get smaller and smaller. And then I see you, you know, pressing the brakes and like you come back in the frame again. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was really good. So, okay. So you're on the intense tracer. You're up there. Friends are reaching out. This is that's a great squad of friends, you know, um, to get you all set up into the world of mountain biking. And then you come back into uh, California. And um, when did you get introduced to the YT brand? How, how did that how did that become? That's a good question. Oh, well, it was weird because so I was riding that tracer for, like I say, close to that five years. And then I've been having my eye on, excuse me, having my eye on an e-bike. So I actually reached out to Brett Tippy. We've been following each other. I mean, he's, you know, a legend mountain biker. Like I say, I'm just an old guy that used to do some sports. But anyway, he's a badass. I reached out to him and that was right when the COVID thing kicked in. And I said, hey, you got any kind of hookup for me, you know, for I'd like to get an e-bike. He said, let me contact marketing so he, he called marketing and i was real lucky because there's people there's still no inventory it's ridiculous but uh people that wanted bikes but i actually got the the show bike the one that they would take around to different you know events or contests or demos and i got their top build bike for a pretty darn good deal and uh they welcomed me on board and so they're cool and it's great. I mean, cause they're not just some corporate company, you know, I ride with the president and you know, you know, the deal too, you have as well. Yeah. Mac is just, they're a real company not just, you know, in it for dollars. They're just in it to run a proper business that 
is in the sport that we love doing. So it's awesome. That's what I love about them. You know, shout out to Jeff Taylor, Jeff Nicholas, um, Elliot Miserai, the whole squad over there at YT yep. at the YT Mill. They're just they're just guys that are like lunchtime, grab the bike, let's go, and then they're out on the trails, you know, yeah. and and they're beasts out there. Uh, yeah. Trail dogs know they say Brett is a shredder. Yep. So so yeah so that's how you ended up on the YT decoy, and uh, I think you're a great. Um, a great person to have on that on that YT decoy. I mean, geez, you throw that thing around like it's a like it's a dirt jumper. Um, so yeah, when you said in the video, "Don't kid yourself," you you think you can't throw around these decoys? I throw right. them around all the time. <laughs> well, so again, a dirt bike is five times heavier and jump five times as far. Maybe not quite that far, but anyway, yeah, yeah. it's just still a scaled down version. Obviously, for a bicycle, it's heavy to throw on an extra twenty pounds, but like I said, compared to riding a moto, it's very light. And I just adapt to whatever. I mean, whatever sport or whatever I'm on, just make it work. Totally. You guys are so techie, you know, like I'll fix this and do that and a little head angle difference. And I don't even know or pay attention to that stuff. Just make it work. Go with the flow. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. You jumped on my, the, the Jeffsy that I just got. And sent that thing down jump line. I was like, oh, my God. There's no warm-up run for Zabo. <laughs> He's just yeah. flicking I, that thing all over the place. Getting a Jeffsy tomorrow, too. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Nice. So I have an acoustic for a park bike. And then I got my decoy for any kind of uphills. So like I said, yeah. suffering yeah. uphill is not what I'm in it for. It's no. just my adrenaline downhill. That's yeah. what I like to do. You did it well, though. I, I You know, we, we switched bikes. For the folks that are watching – Zabo and I, for one lap, we switched bikes. I got on the YT decoy. He got on the the brand new uh, YT Jeffsy that I got. And uh, he pedaled it up the hill all the way to the top and then barely rested and just dropped right in, like, ready to go? I'm like, wait, where did he go? Where Where is he? And uh, off you went, man. Yeah. That was, that was good stuff. And what I love about you with YT is, like, you always talk about going with the flow, uh, rock on, live life, rock yeah. on, have fun. And you always hear Jeff Taylor, the president of YT, say, hey, man, it's not always about first place. It's a lot of times about the F, yeah. You know, like, let's yeah. go. Let's have a good time. Um, so, that's so what it's always been about for me. I mean, like I say, all the sports that I've done, I mean, I, like I say, once I did have to compete for a while. But still, it's just for the love of the sport, you know, of, yeah. of these sports. Yeah. I'm taking some great, like I say, surf trips, too. Just pepper those in and did some different cool islands and places different overseas trips on that stuff too. And uh, just life's been a great adventure, man. So yeah, you got to definitely keep it rolling. I love your mindset. And I, and I wanted to ask you a question about the whole mindset thing. Um, you know, obviously you had a action sports background, traveling the world, doing movies, and then you had some family stuff happen and your mindset is still in the, this great place of like, we're on this side. Let's, let's maximize everything we can to be on this side of the dirt. Let's live life. Let's have fun. Where did you get that mindset from and how do you keep it? Yeah. Well, and it was a tough one because once again, going downhill with Heather for years, it, it took my mind down to a bad place, but uh, I came across some different mindset mentors. I mean, obviously the well-known one would be Tony Robbins, kind of you know, that type of thing, but a mm -hmm. uh, guy that's semi-local 
in Arizona, Michael Burnoff, I went to a live seminar there with him. And, and, you know, you consistently follow when you're in a group, you know, you follow and, and people support each other. Another guy that's on YouTube, Rob Dial, breaks it down pretty easily in about 15 minute uh, shows that he does and, you know, actual mindset training. And, you know, there's a lot to it. Although I really only take in the part of really just being grateful for what I have. I mean, that's, mm. that's what you really just need to, I wake up every day, just laying in bed and just saying, Hey, thanks. I got a great roof. I got food. I got health. I get to go do the things I'd love to do. And, you know, not like what you don't have. Cause yes, I can name off some things that, you know, are sure. good. And you know, you're aware of those things, but you need to just kind of put them to the side and, even as your day goes along, just going, it's amazing. You know, and you even think about things of like when you were in third world countries and see people that just have nothing and have no ability to be able to go anywhere and get anywhere. And, and they're happy people too. Yeah. They're happy with what they've got, you know, and they've got right. their family and their love and their things. But, you know, I don't look down at them, but I just am grateful for everything that I do have. So yeah and once you do that and you just keep it in your head it just makes you happy from within and just roll it out that's great don the attitude of gratitude yeah i love yeah. i love a lot of those guys you talked about josh dial is definitely one of those i listened to him as well or rob, um, dial. rob dial sorry rob dial rob dial is great with uh all those motivations and those 15 minute increments on, on his podcasts are awesome so that was great because a lot of times people in difficult situations may reach for the wrong things, um, whether it be alcohol or other stuff. But um, it was great that you reached for the mountain bike. You reached for like mindset mentorships. I mean, that, that was great. Did you have a friend that kind of pushed you in that direction or was that something you were just intrinsically like, I'm going to go check that out? Yeah, I just ended up coming across it you know, just looking soul searching in myself and ended up, you know, coming once again, you know, Tony Robbins is one that everybody knows, but then just branching from that. And then I forget how I got a hold or got to end up following Michael Burnoff and going to one of his seminars out in Arizona, which are, you know, amazing when you're with 400 people and it's, you know, uplifting and, and you're actually doing book stuff and you're, you know, asking and answering certain questions, part of it. But anyway, it's it's quite a experience. And then, and then following these mindset mentors and not tricks, but I mean, you know, the right yeah. way to have your your head on and move forward and love life and prioritize. Like I say, and it's motivated me now to, you know, I mean, I've I've lost my mom since. Like I say, that Sonny Miller or Tom Sims and. I mean, I'm sure you and everybody knows dozens of people that are gone and cancer has affected everybody right. somehow. So uh, I look at all that as, as a motivator, you know, to like say, you know what, I'm going to live this life as good as I can and as much as I can and doing the things I love to do while I can because, yeah, we are all going to end up on the other side of the dirt. So enjoy it while we're here. Yeah. A great one. Yeah, there's a great perspective. I, I love how you, you look at that and you say that because it's true to have that attitude of gratitude and to just be kind of looking at what you have and being grateful for what you have versus looking at everything that you don't have 
I mean, what a bummer would that be to just go around all day? Like, I don't have that. I don't have that. I didn't do this yet. I didn't do that. But when you're on the other side, you feel better when you're talking about things that you have, things that you want to achieve, things that you're, you're working towards, you know, you're gaining a little bit every single day. And I see a lot of times when you're on the trail, like you got one of the biggest smiles on your face when you're out there and you always have that mindset too of rock on, let's go live life. And even when we're breaking down some of the features, like this could be dangerous if we hit it this way, or how much speed do we need when we hit it this way? And we look at you and one of your favorite lines that you always say is, fellas, let's just figure it out when we get there. <laughs> just do it. You know, he has the best hashtag ever. Just yeah. Do it. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. We got uh, UO SoCal says, uh, the stuff I saw him, saw this man do at Sky Park was insane. So see, see Zabo, you're, you're living life and rocking on and having fun. And we're all like, wow, this dude's got some talent. So it, and it's, there's not, it's there's not that many hard things to do at Sky Park. That's just a little fun park thing. But whatever. It's, and once again, I mean, if you look at, I mean, madness going on. I think it was uh, South Africa or somewhere. I saw some crazy uh, thing that was just huge, huge jumps, like moto-sized jumps for mountain bikes, you know. And obviously, Canada somewhere I'd like to get to, and there's there's parks and other things that are insanity. But like I say, for our local fun, we're just getting it done. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, trail talk. Um, before we go, Timothy Haley says, I love the mindset coming from a combat veteran. Uh, riding is great therapy to deal with things. It sure beats alcohol and drugs. Yeah. Oh, man, Timothy. Yep. Right. That's Smart right. Man. For sure. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, so speaking of like riding around, let's talk a little bit about trail talk, the trail talk part of our show. If people are listening in and they're like, where would I find Don Zabo? Where does Don Zabo like to ride? What are, what are some of your favorite trails? Yeah. Oh, by the way, I just saw the trail dogs throughout that dark fest. Yeah, look up that dark fest thing. It's insanity. Nice. It's like a blast. I could almost picture just getting a toe in on that whole thing, but I don't know if I'm going to roll with those consequences at 54. So. You just got another one. Uh, you also Cal says, uh, Zabo needs to go right. to dark fest. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I can say I can totally picture. I've been, I've been towed in the, like I say, hundred one twenties on moto, you know, quite often, you know, once again, throwing out names, you know, you know, by Seth or Deegan or Metzger. And anyway, guys that like, you know, they know the speed they've already done the jump. So, you know, if you take their same speed, then you can click the one twenty. Just rolling their same, but uh, anyway, uh, where were we though? Talking yeah. about oh, where where to ride? Yeah, where to where where, to, where would we find if we were at a trail? We look up and go, man, I think Don Zabo might be out here. Where are your some of your top trails that you like to ride on a on a more date consistent basis? Yeah. Well, and I like to ride Greer, which is right out your way. I mean, I like rocks, you know, because like I say at Sky Park, there's not really much rocks to like ping pong. I love just riding like a rabbit and even just little, little bumps, you know, little rocks, like oh, I can ping off of this one and land over there and just making, you know, flowy type lines. So, you know, Greer or even up at uh, Simi Valley at Rocky Peak, those are neat rock type places. Okay. And uh, let's say I got Laguna in the backyard that I haven't even got around to all that much because I've been like I say, exploring out to some other places and, you know, you have been a, uh, Vale, that was the new one, and that Noble Canyon, and 
Ted's. I went to again recently. That was really neat. And, uh, yeah. Actually, I like to just mix it up. So I'm going to go to, well, I just got back from Sedona and then Northern Utah and then Western Colorado and Southern Utah. And uh, that's a, about a week and a half. I'm going to head up to Santa Cruz and then the crew will probably go back. Well, they will. That's for sure. That's what happened in Sedona. I went with a, a 10 pack of a cool e-bike crew I hang out with. Yeah, and I'll came I, back to California, and then I went and did the rest of the loop for another week and a half. So this one, I'll uh, Santa Cruz, which I've never been to, and then I'll go visit friends in Mammoth and in Tahoe, and uh, maybe stretch it and do an Oregon loop again. So we'll see. I just wing it because that's another thing. That's so cool. So, yeah, for, for folks who don't know, uh, Don Zabo has the uh, – he's got this – awesome build out van that he can travel in and pretty much go anywhere he wanted wants to and uh i'll get text message pictures of sunsets in some remote location like hope you're doing well dude just living life check out the sunset i'm always like oh man (laughs) we got a couple folks in the audience yeah yeah it's a place of peace isn't it beautiful place of peace brings you peace yeah john john Milligan. John Milligan, A-Line. Yeah, so John Milligan is on. Uh, he says, write, I will, new life goal, write A-Line with Don Zabo. That's up at Whistler. Oh. Okay. Yeah, every one of those awesome. nice, right? Let's make it happen, boys. Let's yes. get it. We'll bring Debbie with us, too, uh, one of the producers here. Debbie Crow, she, she says, I just watched some of the Dark Fest footage. Insane. Totally. Yeah, that looks awesome. Drew, MTBDH says, love Laguna, especially the Aliso side. Yep, and that's the side I live on. We have uh, Thomas Harper here. He says, here from La High, Utah? Am I saying that right? I'm probably butchering that. I'm sorry, Thomas. But welcome aboard. Thanks for being on with uh, Don Zabo. Yeah, I just got some goods in Utah. Yeah, you did. You uh, just saw George, one of the um, yeah. guys from the Reckless Riders. He moved out there. Yeah. And uh, you guys are doing some insane stuff. Yeah, it was good stuff. MTB Rad Dad, happy birthday, Adam Miller. You're on the line. Only here for a few minutes. Wanted to say hi. Hope you're eating some birthday yeah, cake. Dad. <laughs> Adam Mock says, dual Adams are on the line. Uh, Trail Doc says, Adams unite. <laughs> oh, we're going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> Dude, Rad Dad's just laughing. We got the fist bumps going on. <laughs> Adam Mock, okay. Oh, a little local crew right there. Yeah, look at that crew oh, right boys. there. Thomas Harper says, if you like rock features, Utah has it. Yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. No, I wrote some killer stuff in Utah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what you wrote out there. Is that a little bit of the tech that you like, the Rocky tech, but some flow too, and then obviously some big jumps? Or what well, was it all over the place, or was it a little bit of each? Yeah, it was a little bit of, uh, well, because when I went up by George's, what we ended up writing, because I think – Probably coming up, the higher stuff will be open that is more rocky, but whatever we ended up more sessioning kind of jump stuff, which is like as as nutty as you want to get. Like, once again, if you call it call it an A-line, I'm not doing the A-line. I'm just a B-rider there because there were some heavy jumps, and he had some of that stuff right in Provo in his backyard, and we went and rode Salt Lake area, similar thing, little kind of jump areas, but uh, – but yeah, like somebody just said there, St. George, I did ride St. George and that was awesome. That was some good, good rock and tech and stuff too. So I love it all though. If I'm on two wheels, I'm just laughing and happy. And as long as it's 
giving me some fun flow and go i'm stoked yeah so true that's true i've seen i've seen you so happy out there thomas harper uh st george st george and moab isn't that where red bull is like virgin hurricane st george it's all out that way right uh kind of i didn't get to the red bull area i think virgin's where i'd like to check out sometime but yeah i rode moab uh i forget the name of the the loop i got sent to but it was awesome and and then like i said yeah some st george stuff was good Zentail was really fun says yeah. mountain bike rad dad yeah rad dad Zentail was really fun back out there that's for sure that so much fun. so much so much stuff so basically the the trail talk is for don zabo anywhere he can get to on his bike are his favorite trails but if you were having to narrow it down to say say your top two, and I'm sure they could change, you know, as you experience more trails, but what would be your top two trails uh, as of today? Well, now trails or areas? Uh, let's go with, let's go with, ooh, geez, Louise. Let's go with trails and then we'll expand it out to one area. Hmm. That's a tough one too, because I just, I'm kind of, like I say, I'm- You like it all? Let's like go with- it all kind of thing, but, uh, and I don't even remember the one that I- thinking of at Greer, because once again, that is a place that I do end up going a decent amount, just because I've got, you know, some cool groups and people that I meet up with out there. And what's that one called? It's, uh, oh, it's like MTB, but oh, TMB. T- oh, TMB. Yeah, TMBDH. Yeah. Rocks, I've got some jumps, got some flow and go and, you know, jump down. It's, oh, it's, it's a sweet one. I like that whole tune. Dude, how would I have? How would I have known? I, I should have guessed that that would have been one of your favorites. That's one of the gnarliest ones out there. <laughs> yeah, that's, fun. that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So, yeah. um, anything? Rocky Peak has some yeah. stuff kind of like that too. And and once again, I'm terrible with names. I'm just, uh, Grudge and Hummingbird, and I forget further back out. Uh, anyway, I just like to rock and roll. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, those are some great areas, Don. You you uh you do you do a good trail talk says we gotta get you out to hold the crooks. Yeah, no, I did get out there once and that's fun too. Yeah, I clicked like I said the four good size, four pack of jumps down the hill to like some main kind of cross jump area. It was good third yeah. quarter or something at the end. That's awesome. Jeez, my gosh, that's right. That's the but four corners. Again, there are guys that and I've seen some stuff that are it's pretty heavy and like I'd have to kind of think about it about, you know, doing some of the heavier stuff. I don't think I'm at that level. I don't know. I'm trying Don. to stay in one piece. Like I say, 10 surgeries mm-hmm. under my belt. I'm trying not to go too much. Yeah. Well, we should probably just not show you these things. Cause you're always like, I'm just going to take it easy. And then you're like, that's his definition of taking it easy. <laughs> oh, what's up? Octodad MTB. Marty Richards is on the line. I believe he is out of, are you out of New Zealand? Let me know. Pop it into the comments. I know you are You are definitely far from here. Thomas Harper says, lots of chunky at Mount Wilson. Um, yeah. MTB Rad Dad. He just actually went to Holda. Lots of fun. Uh, UO SoCal says, suicide trail. Have you done that one, Don? Yeah, I did that with George, actually. So that was, that was fun. That was when he lived out here. So now yeah, I think I've got his crew that I can kind of connect with, but I'm I'm kind of connected with this other crew. I just haven't reached out, but yeah, that was some neat stuff for sure. Yeah, man. That's, that is, that is awesome. Uh, MTV truck talk says Sammy used to build at, at rampage. And I believe that's the gentleman who's building out there at Holda. 
Um, I, I actually okay. went on a ride with Aaron from the trail dogs and he's like, check this out. So we hiked up around this corner and it just, these things just come from the top and they just almost straight vert. You have yeah. to do like a little road gap and then you just launch into this. It's not even a moon booter at that point. I think it's like a galaxy booter where you just hard sent. Like um, straight, straight up like a step up. This just, yeah, I don't know. It's a different like, kind of jump too. I, I prefer ones that you click and then, you know, you lose your stomach on the way down, not just, well, but ups are actually good to learn tricks and things because then you can do your trick or whatever and then you just land up there. Yeah, But true. my favorites are, like I said, just flowing and clicking and dropping and winging and zinging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting in, getting in the flow, getting the flow. Yeah, Octodad's out of New Zealand. Thanks, thanks for joining us all the way from New Zealand, man. I appreciate it. Right. I don't know what time it is out there, but that's pretty rad. Um, I've been to New Zealand for, like I said, I've been a lot of places around the world for snowboarding. I haven't been there for a long time, but yeah, Australia, New Zealand, good stuff, mate. Yeah, I can only imagine New Zealand must have some insane trails because of the topography there. Yeah, it must be really, really good. Um, he says, uh, how's the new YT bike, he asked, the Octodad from New Zealand. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else can I say? Can do what I love to do. You're going to ask tech stuff. You're asking the wrong guy. You might want to ask this guy. <laughs> Got to do the finger thing the wrong way. Yeah. He yeah. says, uh, uh, Octodad says, Rotorua is really good MTB. Yeah, man, there's just so many great places to to travel and to ride. Hopefully, we'll be able to get out there one of these days. We'll have to hit A-Line. I'll have to take this crew here. We'll go A-Line. Um, we'll hit Holda, and then we'll uh, all get out to see Octodad out there in New Zealand and ride that. It says Hero Dirt Loam. So very good type of soil. That is that is awesome. So, okay, moving over from the, the trail talk to Don Zabo, we're going to go what I call is product spotlight. And I just like to always ask the, the guests, are there anybody that, that supports you as a writer or are there any, you know, companies or um, products that you use that you just like to give a shout out to? Uh, well, I mean, back to, you know, YT, like I say, we got the, you know, the YT family thing and I, feel that way you know i'm kind of in that groove and great trails right there the mountain bike uh company that just does it right so without getting too heavy on that i'll also give some love out to I mean, black flies for the last 26 years i still get free shades i mean like I say, i'm looking at different stuff that you can't see but you know did a poster with them and you know rode for them forever but yeah you know, i don't make money anymore but Free shades for life, so that's all good. And yeah. They'll run my flesh gear stuff. That, you know, it's from my moto days, and they're coming around with some new jerseys and this and that. And, well, my local bike shop that I go to, Pro Bike Supply. I mean, Nico's super knowledgeable, and, I mean, they just do stuff right. They don't beat around the bush and try to rip you off for stuff. They're, they're fair. They get stuff done when they can. Good people. And that's probably about it, you know. Yeah. And Darling's just been keeping me rocking. That's been my my music I run with a lot. His just friends of mine that I think are some of the best musicians that should be rock stars. But yeah, you know, Adam Mox and Nico's the man. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Nico at the at that bike shop out there. It sounds like he's doing a really good job taking care of everybody in the community. I bet it's hard to be. Uh, 
you know, like a, a bike company, a bike shop in today's world in the sense that there's just so much you can do and hardly any parts right now. Yeah. So they got to oh, get so creative. Up. I mean, people are finally figuring out to get out and ride and do things and get out of their cubicles and out in nature and life. So it's, it's been an expanding market on a unexpanding production market because, you know, overseas and all kinds of lockups and problems. So, right. but if you got a bike under you, go ride it and have fun. Right? That's right. That's right. Trail dogs say, I need to get down to that shop. So they need to get down to see him for sure. Um, now let's quickly, I just want to touch base nutrition. Were, were you getting some nutrition stuff from, from somebody? Cause I always remember seeing like you post pictures of you when we're doing like our, our break at sky park, you know, you go to the van, you bust out the table, you'll always have your own food. Um, you, you're a pretty healthy eater. Is that something you learned as being an, an athlete all these years in this sport? Kind of. And I was brought up that way. My dad, that would be 105 years old now, but he was one of the early, like, sports, not sports, geez, I'm losing it, like a nutrition nut. Um, that's a wrong word, but anyway, you know, like a health nut, that was it, you know, so yeah. health nuts wasn't popular back then, but I was, I was growing up on good food, and I just, yeah, and being an athlete, trying to put the best stuff into myself, I'm not nuts and over the top on that, but you know, just try to eat healthy and got my yeah, daily vitamins I get around to and some things, but just eat healthy, burn it off, stay active and keep rolling. Yeah. Yeah. MTBD is just nutritionist. Maybe you're looking for that nutritionist word for, for, for your dad, nutritionist or, or health nut. Well, health nut was the term. Cause like I said, back then he almost are considered a nut for eating you know, the certain type of foods when back way, way back, you know, back in the, who knows, fifties and before people just ate whatever, you know, right. ate tons of meat, which I don't eat tons, but I don't not eat meat too. You know, every yeah. moderation, you'll be fine. It was crazy back then too. They used to prescribe you cigarettes. <laughs> like, Hey, just smoke some of these and you, you'll be good. Like, why can't I breathe? What's going on here? That's ridiculous. <laughs> so Don, on, on this part of the, the segment, I like to try to find out when we go from product spotlight, I try to also ask, it used to be like, what are your favorite YouTubers or people like that? And I think what I'm really trying to ask my guests is who seems to inspire you or keep keep you going or motivate you? Is there anybody like that that, uh, that kind of pushes those buttons for you? Um, well, first thing that comes to my head, you know, fellow rider, Cab, who's just on, like I say, on another level, Caballero, just, good one. like I say, still skating and motoing and, I mean, artwork and music and whatnot. I mean, he's, he's a badass, but... On that note, I almost just try to motivate just to keep going and, you know, my whole just overlook in life of, you know, enjoy it and do the best you can while you can because mm -hmm. you can't do it forever. So, right. And uh, who is Dylan? You know, that guy, he writes for YT and watches channel and him and other, you know, crazy good writers are just amazing to watch. But a lot of times I, I don't even bother really tracking all that kind of stuff down because it's not stuff I'm going to do. Like I say, I just want to keep rolling and have fun. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you, you definitely doing that too. And those are some great folks that you shouted out. I mean, Steve Cavallaro, what an inspiration that guy is. I mean, there is no boundaries on, on him. He te- he definitely is the whole YT live uncaged. You know, I, I know he's part of the YT family. So we're able to say kind of bridge that gap, but he, you can't put a him in a box. He just doesn't fit in any kind of box. He does it all. He does anything and he learns things. He learns things whenever he wants to. <laughs> it's just like, man, um, Justin Orlando saying legend, just straight up legend. I know we're filling your head right now, Zabo. So keep it, keep it in the screen so we can get a good shot of you. <laughs> uh, Darren's on the line. Darren, the master chief says, Hey, Mark and Don hope I can shred like Don one day. Totally. Totally. Thomas Harper says I'm 65 and still empty being that's cool. That's rad. That's awesome. Yeah, that is, that is another 11 years right there and be hanging out with Thomas. Yeah. Thomas will be racing real chairs. Yeah. (laughs) Clean racing, no dirty racing, clean racing, gentlemen. Uh, it's funny. Okay. So Don, okay, well let's move into the funny questions part. And I just always like to ask these questions because I, I, I don't know if people actually hear from previous shows what people have answered, but uh, if you don't mind, okay, good. I'm going to indulge you into some of these just to hear how you answer these questions. Um, so first question, not mountain bike related at all, but just there's no right or wrong answer, um, but want to know the whys behind these questions. So first one is, is cereal a soup? Why or why not? <laughs> Darren, is cereal? Yeah, cereal. cereal. Is, is cereal a soup? Why or why not? Cereal is not a soup. It's not hot. It's grain based and not meats and vegetables or whatever else. So no, not at all. There you go. There you go. Darren beat me to it. As I was asking the question, he said, man, it's not a soup. (laughs) It's not a soup. Uh, Okay. Next up is, okay. Now you haven't, you have the decoy. So I'm interested to hear how this, how you answer this question. I generally like to ask the guests, if they enjoy riding more uphill or downhill and why for which, for each one. I'll tell you what, when I rode an acoustic, I suffered uphill. I mean, it was never my favorite thing to do, but on the decoy, I actually have fun uphill. I mean, you can pick up techie lines and things. I mean, it reminds me of moto. I've, I mean, I've jumped 30, 40 feet uphills on moto when you're, you know, pinning it and hit a rock and whatnot way slower than that but still you can you can pick lines like i i can go upstairs steps which is a local trail in laguna that i mean i guess there are some crazy you know massive leg or strong climbers that can do it but there's no way but now i can i can ride up the whole thing and pick lines and get techie uphill but no downhill still my favorite so that's what i'm going for is man outdoorsman socal says uh the battery makes uphill fun there you yeah, go exactly there you go now what about downhill with those e-bikes how, how are you liking that downhill so you're liking the uphill for the tech because you can create new lines what, what what would you say about the downhill oh i love it i don't well it's even more planted i'd say than an acoustic bike that weight that's in the pedal area you know keeps the thing on the ground better i believe you know so in in windy conditions in all conditions i mean to me it's it's not let's call it quite as you know really flicky on a little you know park type stuff but it is awesome and controlled and like say planted 
and real comfortable and works great. I mean, it, it comes as a mullet also, which makes sense to me, you know, so it's a 27.5 back and a 29 front, like moto, you know, moto is always 21 fronts and either 18 or 19 rear. So that's mm. just a geometry that seems natural to me. So it's just yeah. natural to jump on it and works great. Nice. Nice. Octodad, Octodad's with you. He says, uh, Octodad Marty Richards, he says, e-bike uphill is the meaning of life. The most fun you can have with your pants on. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Thomas Harper says, the downhill DH part works real good too. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I think I get off on my downhill a little more than that. Yeah. Ups are fun now too. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. We're not going there. <laughs> That's right, right? The most fun you can have with your pants on. <laughs> Octodad just says, just do it. Don't run out of battery. Yeah. <laughs> Scouts out up the Central Coast. Mark says, agreed. I felt more comfortable on jumps with the e-bike because of the weight. Yeah, you know what? That's true. Remember when we went to YT and we all got on, on decoys? We shot out there with uh, – we did we did it twice, once with Cav and once with Drew Brees. Uh -huh. And bo both times the, the e-bike really just – grounded us into the turns i mean for me coming off an acoustic into into the e-bike was like wow once you make a turn into the berm you were just planned it felt like i was riding on a magnet it was like locked in and then uh when we rode with cab there was an incoming storm remember the gusty winds oh yeah 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 and i thought that uh, we we're gonna get pushed around we were going down jump line i was thinking man i don't know about this but we were able to get down it and uh the winds really didn't, it pushed us around a little bit, but it wasn't like catastrophic, you know? Yeah. They're not magic. I mean, they definitely can still get blown around, but I think they do get blown around less than a yeah. regular acoustic bike. But. Yeah. Yeah. You also Cal says, and your legs aren't burnt for more fun DH. Yeah. Correct. That's yeah. true. That's true. Say when and, I went and did that two week trip just now, there's no way I could have rode 10 days in a row on my acoustic bike. You know, lactic acid or whatever. I used to kind of get pissed off legs definitely after three, four days in a row riding hard, you know. Yeah. It just doesn't work for me. So e-bikes for me is the way to go. E-bikes are the way to go. And now congratulations on the new YT Jeffsy that yeah. uh, you'll be picking up tomorrow from the YT mill. Yeah. Um, did you go with the Jeffsy? Which core did you get? I don't even know, to be honest. They're pulling one out of their, like, uh, fleet of some sort, you know, their demo fleet. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I don't even know. I don't care. It'll, it'll work out. Yeah. Okay. I was I was the same way when they when I got the call. I was like, what, Jeffsy sounds good. Great. I'm so happy and thankful. <laughs> Whatever yeah. they give me, just write it, write it, write it, write it hard. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome, Don. Well, man, it's it's already been uh, an, a little over an hour of the time. Yeah. And uh, we'll go ahead and uh, start to close down the podcast. But before we do, Don Zabo, we know mountain biking is your passion, but what else have you been up to lately? Hmm. Well, like I say, when I get in the zone, that's what I'm in. So, I mean, you know, visiting different friends and cooking a little bit and whatnot. But uh, say, mountain biking on my mind. Yeah. Mountain biking on the mind. And uh, Don, tell everybody where they can find you if they want to follow your, your journey. Cause I know you have some new stuff coming up on the social media side within YouTube and Instagram. Where can people follow you there? Uh, well, you can probably look up Don Zabo on YouTube. Cause yeah, I just started a channel a few months ago, just documenting 
stuff that I just want to have a place to document my action sports. Most of it is mountain bike stuff now, but every once in a while I go back into some skate or snowboard and maybe even dig out some moto footage. But uh, anyway, so Don Zabo, last name is S-Z-A-B-O. So look that up. In fact, you probably find some old double Zabo stuff on my old channel I posted 10 years ago or something. But uh, yeah, my new mountain bike shop show there the zabo show do this backwards but right over there go. <laughs> yeah yeah zabo sure. show. Bam. there it is there it is are those brand new stickers you got yeah are yeah, those the one stickers? Of my old old snowboard graphics you know so you know, that was my slayer graphic and like i said i've had 10 snowboard models so that was that and then like I said, i'm okay with the the double o thing so this adam mock made did that graphic for me and he's a genius yeah adam ox a genius and what's your handle on in, what's your handle on instagram is it don zabo just don zabo on instagram and on youtube um, or is it the zabo show um well no don zabo i believe as well gets you there i mean i call okay. it the zabo show gotcha i think because of my name is don zabo that's the best way okay so that i think you can type that into instagram and find me but it's actually spelled out Double O Zabo, so D O U B L E O S Z A B O. Gotcha. And my actual Instagram, Don Zabo on Facebook, and that's about it. Nice. That's all I need that, to do. It's enough social. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot of lot, a lot of work right there, just on those two platforms. But we're lucky to be able to to ride with you and see you out there and to follow you on Instagram. Uh, give Don Zabo a follow, guys, if you're listening to this live or if you are on uh, the audio version in podcast land. Uh, Don Zabo on YouTube, Double O Zabo on Instagram. And uh, you'll see him shredding with uh, a lot of different writers and a lot of folks that are here on the line tonight will be in the background on some of those picks. Um, Don, is there anything else you wanted to share with everybody before we close it out tonight? Uh, just once again, I might be older than some of your other watchers, and I just want to let you know the you know this old saying I got here that love life and rock on because it's what you got to do. I, I mean, I cannot believe I'm 54 years old. I'm still doing what I love to do at a level that I'm having fun with, but it just goes by so quick. I mean, I can't believe you know once again from nine years old, first time I got a skateboard till now, it's been. 45 years i mean crazy but it's been a great ride and a lot of great chapters and just got to keep going love that's, life that's right rock on, buddy. what else can you do you, you <laughs> love life and rock on thank you all so much for it. thank you guys all so much for being on the on the segment podcast time with don zabo the legend of don zabo love it thank you don good vibes always. yeah yeah brother you you Thank you, folks, for sticking around to the end of the show. That was my buddy Don Zabo, the legend of Don Zabo. Hope you guys enjoyed that that inspirational talk with uh, with Don himself. And uh, man, just what a what a great guy! And he's overcome a lot of things and still has a wonderful mentality on uh, looking forward with a, a great mindset. So, really appreciated talking to him today. 
folks, if you get a chance, if you're listening to these podcasts here from the segment, if you wouldn't mind giving them a review, it really does help get the channel out to more people. Um, the algorithm, when it comes to iTunes, they love to see channels and podcasts that have reviews on them. Five stars would be the best. I would really appreciate the help on that if you don't mind. Also, um, lastly, special thank you again to the supporters of the show. Thank you so much to YT Industries, uh, specifically for the Jeff C. Core 4 mountain bike. Thank you to Tasco. Thank you to 7IDP. And thank you to Spy Optic. Really appreciate the support to keep these channels uh, and keep these episodes going. Hope you guys can join me next week while I have special guest Biking with Bobo on with uh, episode 36. Let's get to know the man behind uh, that awesome channel, Biking with Bobo. Uh, That'll be next week on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Hope you guys are doing well, sending it safely. And remember, folks, all of your hard work will always pay off. See you guys on the next episode.